Hi, I'm James Brown. In case you missed it, this is the week that was at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. Go Bills. Smelling the roses. This is commentary from James Brown. A study in the journal Frontiers in Neuroscience says people between 60 and 85 who smell odors like roses, oranges, and lemon while they sleep increased their cognitive capacity. Michael Leon, a professor in neurobiology and behavior from UC Irvine, co-authored the study. He told NPR, The idea is that it will keep the memory centers of your brain in good condition throughout life and perhaps prevent memory loss older in life. People in the study showed a 226% improvement in cognitive testing. One test focused on learning words. The other looked at brain pathways associated with memories. Now take all this with a grain of salt. It's one study after all. And I don't know if it's right, but it would be cool if it were. As I get older and I watch my relatives get even older, I worry about those worst case scenarios more than ever before. I'm not sure if I was 80, that 80-year-old me would want to be me if I wasn't all me anymore. Of course, there's no way to know that until I am 80. If taking more time to smell the roses will help, I'm all in. Let me know what you think at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. Email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com or leave me a message at 585-484-0339. On that note, I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. Death is misunderstood. This is commentary from James Brown. My journey on Substack has surprised me greatly in many ways. After talking with about 30 experts, musicians, scientists, and such, one idea I can't shake comes from Genevieve Kini Vasquez. She spent her whole life wanting to work around death and dying, and she has, working as a funeral director, an army medical officer, a palliative care nurse, and currently as the president and CEO of the National Museum of Funeral History. She was fascinating, revealing, and eloquent. Everything you'd want in a guest. On my interview program, All of the Above, she told me that death is misunderstood. I I think what we misunderstand about death is the finality of it and the amount of grief and effect that that true death has upon us. And I think it comes from our exposure of death day to day. If you watch our news or if you're, you know, subscribed to online uh email notifications like next door neighbor or just general, you know, social media type daily engagements. So many of those stories talk about death. It's entertainment. So we are exposed to death on a consistent basis, but we never really understand the realities of it. Is she right? Let me know what you think in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. On that note, I'm James Brown. And as always, be well. I finally got COVID-19. This is commentary from James Brown. There was a buzzing on my wrist midway through my interview with Howard Polskett, who documents right-wing media at thewriting.com. My Fitbit was telling me I was in the zone, or at least that my heart was racing. 
that usually happens when I'm running or walking briskly. Maybe. I thought it was the two energy drinks I drank that day. I was so wrong. I somehow managed to escape COVID-19 for the entire pandemic, despite working in the field as a reporter, despite begrudgingly masking. And somehow, someway, it creeped its way into my sphere. As my conversation with Howard came to a close, I found myself talking louder than usual, and a bit faster, too. I was jacked and somehow exhausted at the same time. Soon came a cough, and I couldn't keep food down for days after. Lethargy took over. I was too tired to walk the stairs. The good thing about COVID, or this version of COVID, is the worst didn't last very long. I tested negative within a few days, and I was on the mend shortly after. Unfortunate. But I think it's left its mark. I get tired easier than I used to, even now, months later. I wonder if that's the grubby hands of that damn virus or something else. I guess time will tell. Let me know what you think in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. On that note, I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. Snow White is Snow Red. This is commentary from James Brown. Now that the Grimm's fairy tale, Snow White, is in the public domain, which means it can be used by anyone, conservative media company The Daily Wire is making their own live-action version called Snow White and the Evil Queen. The movie, which is coming out soon, stars one of the company's youngest hosts, actress-turned-YouTuber Brett Cooper of the Comets section. The move is widely seen as a slap at Disney for its new version of the tale, for being too woke. But that undersells the decision. The Daily Wire, still best known for being the home of commentator Ben Shapiro, is diversifying its lineup, in part by creating what they call family-friendly children's content. They say they'll spend about $100 million on the shows and movies. Daily Wire co-CEO Jeremy Boring addressed the pivot during a 2022 employee town hall. Well, we're going to do the same thing we always do. We're going to build alternatives. Americans have enormous economic might. They just don't have any alternatives. The Daily Wire is building those alternatives. And today, I'm proud to tell you that we will be launching Daily Wire Kids. Movies like this are inevitable. As media becomes more sliced and diced, it will become more personalized and ideological. And that means more political, for better or for worse. Check out more of my work at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. Email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com or leave me a message at 585-484-0339. I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. How Dharma Met Greg. This is commentary from James Brown. That's the theme song from Dharma and Greg. I rewatched the pilot for the 90s sitcom over the weekend and I was floored. The theme song, the opening credits, and the episode are perfection. In the 90s sitcom sense. 
Jenna Elfman's Dharma and Thomas Gibson's Greg's relationship was written in the stars. As children, they were mesmerized by each other on a subway train in San Francisco. Within seconds, were introduced to Dharma's world via her hippie parents in the yuppie wasp world of Greg via his parents. He couldn't help but look at Dharma in she him. No words are said. The same thing happened decades later on the same train. Dharma is now a stereotypical yoga instructor and Greg a stereotypical lawyer. Greg makes his move too late. They're separated by sliding subway doors. Then Dharma shows up at Greg's office. Implausible, yes, but it's a sitcom after all. It sets up the rest of the series. It's built around a series of endless fish-out-of-water scenarios that are light, fluffy, and delightful. It's the kind of TV that barely exists anymore, and I'd like to have it back. What do you think? Tell me in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. I'm James Brown, and as always, be well.